Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Horsham. This message is by Colin Urquhart. This is a celebration weekend. It was good that God broke through yesterday. Amen. Great to hear anointed preaching that got through to the hearts of people instead of the heads that we normally have on those formal occasions. So we can be thankful for that. I believe it was a really significant time yesterday, and we're going to see the fruit of that in the coming years. Amen. We need to pray for these young royals because there's something new is breaking out in this land. Hallelujah. We're also celebrating uh, because our second great-grandchild was born uh, this week. Joe, Joe Urquhart and, and Jess in, in California, they had a girl. None of you, if you haven't heard, would guess her name. It is Rowie Brave. I didn't choose the name. I've just announced the name. Rowie Brave. So praise God. Apparently Rowie means shepherd, so she's going to be a brave shepherd. Hallelujah. But today is Pentecost Sunday. This is a time to rejoice in the gift of the Holy Spirit. So let's just raise our voices and praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the precious gift of your spirit. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. Praise your holy name. Lord, without the gift of your spirit, we would be nowhere. Without the new birth of your Spirit, we couldn't know you. Without the Spirit, Lord, we couldn't obey you, follow you, do your will in our lives. So we want to give you all the glory, all the honor and the praise for this precious, precious gift. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Okay, you may be seated. Oh, hallelujah. I'm, I'm so happy. Aren't you happy? Yes. Praise God. Listen to Jesus. He said this. This is from the Truth Version in John 6. It is the Spirit who gives life. Your natural life counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you contain the life of God's Spirit. They are spirit and life. Hallelujah. Now, we are all well aware of our natural lives, of our natural abilities. God has given us certain abilities. They differ from one to another, but certain abilities are common to all of us. But the gift of the Holy Spirit is God within us. And if you compare even your best natural abilities with the ability, the power, the wisdom of God, then you can see what Jesus means. Our natural gifts, our natural life, is as nothing compared with his life. 
His life is so much greater, transcends so much more fully the life that that we have in the natural. And so we are blessed that God has given, has imparted this gift of His Spirit to us. But of course the art, if we can use that word, the art of learning to live the Christian life is therefore not to trust in your natural giftings, but to trust in the life and power of the Spirit, who is so much greater than our natural abilities. And this is why Jesus says this, because you see, what you produce with your natural ability is natural. What you produce through the life of the Spirit, who is supernatural, is supernatural. Supernatural means above the natural. What fruit we produce in the natural does not last eternally. It is not the fruit that lasts, the fruit that glorifies God. But the fruit that the Spirit produces in us, the things that the Spirit of God does through us, are supernatural and therefore are eternal. And when it comes to the day of judgment, when each man's work is going to be tested by fire, what the Word of God teaches us is the things of natural, the wood, hay, stubble, will just get burnt up in the fire. They won't survive that testing. But the things of silver, gold, and precious stones can survive the testing by fire. And those are the things that the Spirit does in us and through us, touching the lives of other people with the life of God. And whenever we touch the lives of others with the life of God through what we say and by what we do, then something eternal is taking place. And that's the tremendous responsibility we have, but it's a great privilege we have to be able to impact the lives of other people with the life of God himself. This is a weekend where we're talking about the power of love. Yesterday we were hearing about that in that uh, anointed word at the, at the wedding. I was actually two weeks ago doing a weekend in Croatia in what is the most significant, the most strategic evangelical church in Croatia. And uh, I was actually, that weekend, talking about the power of love. But you see, that is the power of the love that the Holy Spirit gives us. Natural love is much better than natural hatred or anything else that is negative. But the love of God transcends our natural love. And the love of God is eternal and It's the love that God has for us that can never end because it is eternal love. If if we are born again, we have received the gift of eternal life. And if we've received the gift of eternal life, we've received the gift of eternal love. There's a a word in in Scripture which says, this is one of the words I confess over my life every day, uh, 
that God has loved us with an everlasting love, and with loving kindness He has drawn us to Himself. It's wonderful to know that no matter how you feel, no matter what is going on in your life, no matter what difficulties there are, no matter what challenges take place, you can never ever be separated from that amazing love of God that is ours in Christ Jesus. And it's that spirit of love that lives within us so that we can love with His love. You know, Jesus said, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. And when he was talking about the Holy Spirit to the disciples at the Last Supper, because this was prior, just prior to the time when they were going to receive the Holy Spirit, uh, a few weeks later, after his resurrection appearances, he was preparing them for this precious gift. The Spirit had been working with them during the course of his ministry, but the Spirit had not come to live in them until the day of Pentecost. And so, uh, Jesus is, is preparing them for that and saying that the new command that goes with the new covenant that is to be established through the blood of Jesus and in the power of His Spirit, this new command is to love one another as He has loved us. That As the Father has loved Him, so He loves us. And as He has loved us, so we are to love others. It's this same love that comes from the very throne of God, that comes from heaven, and that actually is in you now. Paul says that God has blessed us, has filled us, has put within us the love of the Holy Spirit, or the love of God by the gift of the Holy Spirit. So you have not just your human love, but you have this love of God. That love enables you to love where in the natural you wouldn't be able to love. It, it enables you to love people that in the natural you wouldn't be drawn to love. It's, it's, it's the love that will embrace any and everyone who ever crosses your path. That your response will always be one of love. But this is such an amazing gift of the Holy Spirit. I just felt that God was saying, when I was praying early this morning, just celebrate the gift this morning. Celebrate the gift. Because, you see, the more you celebrate what God gives to you, the more you live in the good of what He's given to you. This is why the Scripture says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. When we're rejoicing and when we're giving thanks, then we're living in the good of what He has imparted to us. Our focus is on Him, not ourselves, not our circumstances, not our problems, not even on the problems of other people. But our focus is on Him so His life can flow through us and into the lives of others. So when Jesus is speaking of this gift to the whole, of the Holy Spirit to the disciples, He says this is the gift of truth, the Spirit of truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. My Spirit is the Spirit of truth, and He will guide you into all the truth. How important, therefore, that we allow the Holy Spirit to guide us every day of our lives, because whenever we follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, He will always guide us into all the truth. That is something we need to do every day. 
how important it is for us to commit ourselves to the Lord at the beginning of every day and praying that the Holy Spirit will guide us into all the truth during the course of that day. That we will be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. That doesn't mean that you hear a booming voice from heaven, but you just have that witness within your spirit, within your heart, as to what the Holy Spirit is saying, what the Holy Spirit is sometimes commanding you to do, prompting you to do, urging you to do. Sometimes the Holy Spirit warning us of of danger, of things that we need to beware of. But all the time, the Holy Spirit who lives in you is wanting to work with you to determine the course of your life. I mean, how ridiculous, really, when you think about it, for us to have the Spirit of God within us and for us to ignore Him, for us to take no notice of His presence uh, and, and no accountability to Him of, of what we're doing with our lives when all the time we have this Spirit of truth who is wanting to guide us into all the truth. We need to be so thankful that we don't have to become deceived. You know, I've told you before that when I was translating the New Testament, uh, in the truth version. The thing that, that impacted me, I think more than anything else, was I never realized just how many warnings there are in the New Testament against becoming deceived. There, there are all over the place. Jesus, Paul, uh, Peter, John, all of them, they're all of the same thing about beware of becoming deceived. And there are so many Christians that get deceived. So many today. There are so many deceptive things around. That wouldn't happen if we were really committed to following the spirit of truth. Because God will never deceive us. He will never accuse us. He will never judge and condemn us. Because there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. And the Holy Spirit has all the time wanted to remind us of the truth, the truth, the truth, the truth of God's Word. And if only we tested the things that we say and do and the decisions that we make against God's Word and listen to the voice of the Spirit, then we will not be deceived. I think, you see, the problem is that so many Christians think that they're so word-centered or perhaps they just think they're such good Christians, that they won't get deceived. Well, beloved, don't fall into that trap. Don't fall into that trap. Because the devil is the deceiver of the brethren. That means he's the deceiver of Christians. He doesn't need to deceive non-Christians because they're already deceived. But he deceives. He seeks to deceive. Why? Because if he can deceive a Christian, he has actually succeeded in getting them to drift away from the truth. And if you drift away from the truth, you drift away from Jesus, because he is the truth, and you drift away from the purpose of God. And it can be like that, just subtly drifting away. It isn't that the the Holy Spirit says something that you know is definitely wrong. You deny that. But what is deception? Deception is believing that something is right, but it's not. It's believing that something is true because it sounds true, but it isn't. And that's why the enemy is very subtle in the way in which he seeks to deceive. 
but we stand against all deception because we listen to the voice of the Spirit of truth, and we submit and keep our lives surrendered to the Spirit of truth. He is the Spirit of wisdom. Hallelujah. We have the wisdom from God. The Spirit reminds us that Jesus is our righteousness, that Jesus is our holiness, that Jesus is our redemption, that we're not trying to make something of ourselves as Christians, but we're living in the good of who He is and of what He has made possible by coming to live within us by the power of His Spirit. So I don't have any holiness of my own. What I need to do is to trust in the holiness of God because the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of holiness. And holiness is simply living as Jesus did. It's, it's living the life, the holy life of heaven here on earth, which is what Jesus told us to pray. May your kingdom come, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's not trying to be ever so holy or anything like that. When you love, you're expressing the holiness of God. When you believe, you're expressing the holiness of God. When you do what is right, you're expressing the holiness of God. When you do anything that Jesus would do, you are expressing something of the holiness of God. And that's why the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of holiness, is always urging you to believe what Jesus says, to do what Jesus did, to believe that you can do the same things as Jesus and greater things still. So he is also the Spirit of faith. And the Scripture says, Paul says when he's writing to the Corinthians, that that with that same spirit of faith that God had when he created, that Jesus had when he spoke and the, the, the storm was stilled and people were healed and miracles took place, with that same spirit of faith, we therefore believe and also speak. We speak out faith. Faith, faith is, not, is not faith until you speak it, until you declare it, until you do something as the result of faith. Faith is not a feeling or a sense that you have within yourself. Faith begins within yourself. It's like the seed that, that God plants within us because Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith. But it doesn't actually become faith till you declare it. Amen. And this is what the important thing that Paul is saying in Romans chapter 10, that a person isn't actually saved until they declare their salvation, speak out their salvation. It isn't just what happens to you, it's what you declare because of what God has done for you. This, this is the essence of the life that he has called us to live, that we're speaking, that we're declaring, that we're working out in practice that which he has put within us. So he is the spirit of life, God's life, God's life within us. You know, if, if you realize you have God's life within you, you can never truly say, I can't. You can say you can't do something in the natural, but if you have the life and the presence of, of the Spirit of God, of the Spirit of Jesus within you, then what is impossible to the natural has become possible to you in the Spirit. So Paul says, I can do all things through Him who gives me strength. He doesn't say I can do all things myself. In fact, God impressed upon him that... Uh, 
because of his weakness, he couldn't accept the power of God was made perfect in his weakness. Because, you see, when you recognize your weakness, then you tend to depend upon Him. And when you depend upon Him, He never fails you. He will never, ever, 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 ever fail anyone who puts His trust in Him. It would be impossible for God to do that. He, 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 the whole of the universe would go into chaos immediately because creation is not only created by the Word of God, it's sustained by the Word of God. If God was ever to break His Word, everything would immediately go into chaos. Everything is actually contained within this truth, within the power of God's Word. So Jesus said to the disciples, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. We should be celebrating the power of God in our lives every day. We're not waiting for the power. We're not hoping for the power. We're not wishing that God would do something powerful in our lives. He has already imparted that power to us. Because if you've received the Holy Spirit, you've received the power of God. But of course, you can't use what you don't believe you have. You can only believe, you, you can only use what you believe you have. So God says you have that power, you believe you have that power, so you can use that power. That's why Jesus said, anyone who believes in me will do the same things as I've been doing. Now, how could we do the same things as Jesus if we didn't have the same power as Jesus? So Jesus is saying, anyone who believes is going to be given the same power that I have, that Jesus has. That's what he's saying. You will receive that power, he promised his disciples, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So we celebrate the fact that we have the life of God, the love of God, the wisdom of God, the truth of God, the power of God. You see, this Holy Spirit is the person of God. He has all the same qualities as the Father. He has all the same qualities as the Son. All three persons of the Trinity, because there is only one God, they all share the same characteristics. So we have the fullness of life of Christ within us, according to the scripture, because of the power of the Holy Spirit. So God's intention is for the Holy Spirit to enable us to do everything. The only kind of worship that is acceptable to God is worship in spirit and truth. So even our worship is to be filled with the life of the Spirit. Now, people can sing, Abide with me, fast falls the evening time. I mean, you know, you can be religious, can't you? You see? But the Spirit is not in religious activity. He's in spirit activity. So there can be a difference between the two. That's why we've all got so excited when we heard the Spirit uh, yesterday. Praise God. So he is the Spirit of worship. The Scripture says we, we do not know how to pray as we ought. But God has given us the Spirit of prayer. It's the same Holy Spirit. He's the Spirit of worship. He's the Spirit of prayer. He's the Spirit of love. He's the Spirit of life. He's the Spirit of wisdom. He's the Spirit of power. I mean... God has given us everything that God has to give. And he's put that within us. And we should be celebrating that, not just on Pentecost Sunday, but on every day of our lives. 
Thank you, Lord, for the precious gift of your Spirit. He's the Spirit of peace. Hallelujah. Right in the midst of chaos, confusion that sometimes we find ourselves in, the peace of God descends upon us. Why? Because we have that Spirit of peace within us. He's the Spirit of joy. I mean, God, you see in His Word, says, Rejoice always. Be joyful always. Now, always in that context means always. When we've stopped rejoicing, we've stopped believing. When you believe, you rejoice because you know that God is so much bigger and so much greater than the circumstances, no matter what those circumstances seem to say. So we're rejoicing in Him. We're giving thanks in Him. He is always not He's not just with us, He's within us. Amen. That spirit of joy is within you. You know, I, I talk about when, when you give, when you, when you do something that really blesses God, it's like a bubble of joy wells up within you. You feel good. You feel good. You didn't do whatever you did to feel good. You did it because you knew that was the right thing to do to love someone, to bless someone, to help someone, whatever it is. And, and you just get that little bit of satisfaction, not pride, but it's just knowing God's pleased with you. And you get that little bubble of joy welling up within you. I call it the joy bubble. I, I, I think it's a precious, precious thing from God. It's just like saying, I'm pleased. I'm pleased. Well done. Thank you. It's amazing, you know, if you listen to God, he will thank you for doing what he wants. You know, sometimes he takes me into really difficult situations and, and afterwards, when I've had to be faithful to, to say and to do whatever he wants me to do in those circumstances, he just says, thank you for being faithful and obedient to me in that. Because he knows there's a cost sometimes to being faithful. There's a cost sometimes to being obedient. And just as he always wants to give thanks to him, the thanksgiving is reciprocal. He <clears throat> wants to thank us when we've been faithful in doing what he wants. <clears throat> now we know the glory doesn't go to us for that because it's the Holy Spirit working in us. But it's like God saying, thank you for trusting in my spirit. Thank you for doing whatever we were doing in unity with my spirit. Thank you that you didn't Go into that situation in your own strength and, you know, with your own hobnail boots. But you went in there with the sensitivity of my spirit and you're obedient to my spirit. That's how God is wanting to lead us all the time, isn't it? Yes. Hallelujah. He's the spirit of healing. Do you realize that all the healing that comes about in people's lives is through the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is the power of God to heal in our lives. That's why it's so important for us to honor the gift of the Holy Spirit. You know, if you are looking for healing, but you're not honoring the Spirit in your life, then you're trying to do something that is contradictory. You're, you're fighting almost against yourself. You're fighting against your healing. You need to celebrate, to honor, to be thankful for the gift through which you are able to receive your healing. 
or any way in which God needs to bless you, his provision or, or, or sustenance in, in any way whatsoever. Everything comes to us by the Spirit because God is Spirit. He doesn't communicate to our soul. He doesn't communicate to our body without going through the Spirit. I've explained that to you uh, in previous, on previous occasions. All the time, you see, <coughs> we are in contact, in relationship with Him by the Spirit. He's the one that produces all the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. Not only the love, not only the joy, the peace, but the patience. Hallelujah. In, in the natural, you might not always be patient, but let me tell you, you've always got the patience of the Holy Spirit within you. If you defer to the Spirit, then you will be patient no matter what the situation. Hallelujah. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. He's the spirit of self-control. The spirit of gentleness gives you a heart like Jesus because he said he had a humble and gentle heart. But the spirit of self-control helps you to keep that self-life where it needs to be, under the dominion of the Holy Spirit, subject to the Holy Spirit at all times, so that you're trusting in the Spirit and not in yourself. Listen, every one of us in this room that has received the Holy Spirit has received the same gift. We've all received the same gift. When God imparts His Holy Spirit, He imparts who the Holy Spirit is and who the Holy Spirit is comes to live within you. Now, the way in which the Holy Spirit can express His life may be different in different ones of us. That's not because we've received a different gift but because there's a difference in the way in which we submit to that gift, surrender to that gift, defer to that gift, place ourselves under the authority of that gift, allow that gift to actually be expressed and manifested through our lives. Part of that has to do with the call of God upon each one of us, but a large part of it is dependent upon the way in which we are surrendered to this person of the Holy Spirit in our lives. It's so easy just to take God for granted, isn't it? So easy to take the Holy Spirit for granted instead of understanding that we really do need to be in that place of surrender and submission to Him at all times. He's the Spirit that gives us all those, well, we call them gifts of the Spirit. They are technically, according to, to the, the Greek, they're manifestations of the Spirit. They're the things of the Spirit. They're the way in which the Spirit can reveal Himself through us. Words of wisdom, words of knowledge, the miracles, the healings, the, the uh, discerning of spirits, and so on. All those gifts, they're all the work of the Holy Spirit within us. And when Paul is talking to the Corinthians, he says, you lack no spiritual gift. You see, if you have the Holy Spirit, all those gifts are available to you. If you have the Holy Spirit, all the fruit of the Spirit can be produced in your life. If you have the Holy Spirit, you have the life, you have the love, you have the power, you have the authority of God, you have the spirit of worship, the spirit of prayer. You have everything that you could ever need in order to fulfill God's purpose for your life. So Peter says, 
It's by His divine power that we have received everything we need for life and godliness. To live the life that God wants us to live, the lives that glorify Him. So finally, not exhaustively because, you know, we, we can't mention all that the Holy Spirit does, but He is also the Spirit of glory. Uh, Peter says, the Spirit of God and of glory is upon you, rests upon you. I love that. I love that. The Spirit of glory. Not to glorify us, but to glorify Jesus. To enable Jesus to be glorified through the things we say, through the things we do, through the ways in which we are able to relate, to love and to serve and to bless and to give. Everything. Everything we need for life and godliness. This is such a wonderful gift. Such a wonderful gift. And so, you know, you want to receive healing. It's not just a question of, oh, God, heal me. It's a question of saying, thank you, Lord, that the spirit of healing is within me. Thank you that the Holy Spirit, the spirit of healing is working within me this morning. Thank you that the Holy Spirit, the spirit of healing is is putting to rights whatever is wrong. It's not waiting for something to happen. It's knowing that you have already the power that enables it to happen. And as you believe in that power and draw upon that power, so God is able to work within you and through you, of course, to bring his healing power into others. So this spirit of God, this spirit of life, this spirit of love, the spirit of his glory, he has imparted to us. And through that spirit, we are able to glorify him and to fulfill his purpose. And through that spirit, we're enabled to be a blessing to others. You, you, you see... I expect, like me, when that sermon began yesterday, you were expecting the typical kind of sermon we get on state occasions. Measured, controlled, right, true, but not so full of life. What what you saw was how the anointing impacted those that were there. Some were embarrassed. We're not used to this. Some smiled. Oh, this is just a cultural thing because they were trying to push it away. Some people you could see were being touched. And the longer it went on, the more they were being touched by the truth of God. See, whenever the anointing flows out of us, we have impact upon other people. The anointing is flowing out of me to have impact upon you. That's not me. That's the Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the Spirit of wisdom. That's the Spirit of revelation. That's the Spirit of God. And you know when you just hear something with your head, and you know when God touches your heart. And you see, that's what the anointing does. Jesus didn't get on well, did he, with most of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, Why? Because they were always aiming for the head while Jesus was aiming for the heart. And, And you know, those religious people could do everything that they thought was right, that they thought was right with their heads, 
But Jesus says your hearts are full of corruption. So Jesus always gets to the heart to purify our hearts, to cleanse our hearts, so that we know the power of the Holy Spirit is there within us, that God has put His love, the love of His Spirit, into our hearts. Hallelujah. So, beloved, we're going to celebrate. And I believe that as we celebrate in these next few minutes, God is going to actually do stuff. I want you to understand, if you ever leave this building at the end of a service on Sunday, and you feel that God hasn't done anything in your life, you could go out feeling frustrated. Let me tell you something about God. If that was ever to be the case, God would be more frustrated than you. Because for an hour and a half or so, he's been here, he's been ready, he's been available. And I think God would say, what are you doing leaving without having encountered with me, without having touched me, without having... It's not that he's broken through to you, but you break through to him because you're a person of prayer, you're a person of faith. God never intends us to go away empty. He always wants us to be full of the Holy Spirit. Not, not just to have had an experience of the Holy Spirit sometime in the past when we could say, oh yes, I've been filled with the Holy Spirit. He wants us to live lives full of the Spirit. And he wants us to go out saying, thank you, Lord, I've heard from your Spirit today. I've received from your spirit today. I've been encouraged by your spirit today. And I'm going out to live in the good of your spirit today and every day for the rest of the week. And I'm going to come back the following week and I'm going to have another encouraging time in the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Because this is not a religious church. This is a Holy Spirit filled church. Are you ready? Come on, let's all stand. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. I can't hear it. I can't hear it. Hallelujah. Come on, it's celebration time. Oh, Lord, we celebrate. We celebrate. We celebrate. We celebrate. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord, for this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful gift of your spirit. Praise your holy name. Praise your holy name. Thank you that through your divine power, you have given us everything we could ever need for our lives, for godliness, for being the people that you have called us to be. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, now just thank him that he is the spirit of truth. And submit yourself to him as the spirit of truth. Tell him, Holy Spirit, I want you to guide me into all the truth. That's your promise. I want you to guide me into the truth every day of my life. I want to be sensitive to the voice of your spirit, Lord. Hallelujah. Guiding me into all the truth. Reminding me of the truth. Because those who know the truth are set free by the truth. So thank you that you can enable me to walk in freedom. 
through the truth of your Holy Spirit. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank him that he's the spirit of life, that you have God's life in you. Not just your natural life, but God's supreme, supernatural, overruling life. His reigning, his ruling life. Eternal life. Thank you, Lord, for the precious gift of the spirit of life within us. Your life, Lord. That enables us to do what you would do. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your spirit of love. Oh, come on, come on, come on. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. That we have your divine love to enable us to love where in in other circumstances we wouldn't be able to love. But thank you, Lord, that you give us that perseverance to love, not to judge people, not to condemn people, but to love people, to serve them, to bless them. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you for that spirit of love. Thank you, Lord, that it's so much greater than our natural ability to love. Thank you that it's so much stronger than emotional love. It's that God love that you have put within us. And we bless your holy name. We praise your holy name. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you have given us the spirit of power. Oh, thank you, Lord. Your power is at work within us. And as we depend upon your spirit, so more and more of your power flows through our lives day by day, day by day. Thank you, Lord, that our healing is within us because the spirit of healing is within us. And Lord, I pray that each one of us, as we honor the Holy Spirit in our lives during these coming days, we are going to experience more and more of your healing grace. Lord, we we can't ignore your spirit and then expect to receive healing from your spirit. It just doesn't make sense. So we thank you, Lord, that as we submit ourselves afresh to you, as we submit ourselves to the life and the power of your Holy Spirit, so your healing grace is going to flow through our lives all through this coming week. Things that have been stuck for a long time are going to get unstuck. Hallelujah. Needs are going to be met. Even needs that we've had for years, they're going to be met by the life and power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, that all kinds of symptoms are going to disappear because you're dealing with the cause of those symptoms through the power of your Holy Spirit working within us. We give you glory. We don't, we don't have to wait for someone to lay hands on us or for someone to anoint us because we have the Holy Spirit living within us. And we praise you, Lord. We praise you. We thank you, Lord, for the spirit of faith. We thank you that we have this spirit of faith within us. And that you will enable us to believe and to trust you no matter what situation we find ourselves in. No matter what circumstances arise. Thank you, Lord. You are the author and perfecter of our faith. And you have given that same spirit of faith that was at work in you when you created. The same spirit of faith that was in Jesus when he healed the sick and raised the dead. We thank you, Lord. That same spirit of faith is within us that we may believe and therefore speak. And thank you, Lord, we're going to speak so many good things into being during these coming days. Oh, we praise you, Lord. We bless you. This is going to be a wonderful week. It's going to be a celebratory week. Hallelujah. As we celebrate the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, that we have the spirit of wisdom 
that we don't have to be foolish and trust in ourselves. We don't have to be foolish and listen to the enemy. We don't have to be foolish and become deceived. We thank you, Lord, for your wisdom, your divine wisdom that comes from above, that wisdom that is pure because it comes from you, the source of all that is pure. And we give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise. Thank you, Lord, that this week we're going to pray in the Spirit with a, with a spirit of prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That, Lord, we do not know how to pray as we ought, but your Holy Spirit always enables us to pray in the right way, with the right faith, for the right ends, for your glory and honor. And we bless your holy name. Thank you, Lord, for that spirit of worship. That we want that spirit to be worship, to, of worship to be at work in our lives every day, not just here on Sunday. But we want that spirit of praise, that spirit of worship to be overflowing in our hearts, rejoicing in you, giving thanks to you, praising you for all your love and goodness. We bless your holy name. We praise your holy name. Thank you, Lord, for the spirit of peace. Thank you for the spirit of joy. Thank you for the spirit of, of faithfulness, for the spirit of goodness, for the spirit of kindness. Thank you for the spirit of self-control. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That we're going to keep that self-life under control because it can't produce anything good. But we thank you, Lord, that we have that in us that produces what is good and lasting and fruitful in your eyes. So, Lord, we thank you that the Spirit of God and of glory is upon us. Thank you that you have given us the glorified Spirit of the triumphant Christ. And that glory is within us. Thank you that you prayed before you went to the cross. Father, I have given them the glory that you gave me. And Lord, we see from the scripture you were praying for us when you said that. You were praying for all those who would become believers in the future. So I thank you, Lord, that you can be glorified in the lives of every one of us today and every day, all through this coming week and beyond, because the spirit of glory is within us. Oh, we praise you, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. This, this week, Lord, as every week, we want to bear much fruit that gives you glory. Lasting fruit. Because it's the work of your Spirit within us. Now let's just be still, because it may be that there are some here who haven't received the gift of the Spirit. There may be one or two that say, well, I've asked, but nothing's happened. Well, if you think nothing's happened, it's because you haven't believed what Jesus said. Because he said, ask, and you will receive. Everyone who asks, receives. How much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit 
to those who ask him. All we have to do is ask. Why? Because it's so much the heart of God that we should live lives full of the Holy Spirit, that our cup is overflowing. So let's just lift our hands to the Lord now because it's like opening yourself up. It's like opening your heart, embracing God, that God might now embrace you with the precious gift of his Spirit or renewing that gift. He loves to keep refreshing that gift in our lives. So we thank you, Lord. We stand upon the truth of your word, the promises that you've given, that everyone who asks receives. So we believe now for the precious gift of your Holy Spirit to come upon every person in this room that asks. It's your word, Lord. You're always faithful to your word. We believe that every one of us, every one of us in this room that asks for a refreshing or an infilling of your Holy Spirit that we receive now because you are faithful. And Lord, we surrender ourselves, spirit, soul, and body to you that that which you impart to us will be expressed through us for the glory and praise of your holy name. We thank you, Lord. You are our heavenly Father. How much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And thank you, Lord, that all the gifts and graces of the Holy Spirit are available to every one of us because of your precious gift. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just rejoice in him. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. This is, this is going to be a good week. See? Because in the Holy Spirit, you can't have a bad week. You can have a challenging week sometimes, but it will always be a good week because the Holy Spirit enables you to overcome the challenge. Amen. So thank you, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise your holy name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Just turn to all those around you and say, you're so blessed to be filled with us. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.